What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 122, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno. Ben Baseball is out this evening, but my other co-host is in the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hey there. How's oh, it going? Good. You you uh you managed to get sick when we came back from a week off. I'm really hoping that this is nothing. I'm sure it's all. just a cold. I'm sure you're gonna be okay. That's kind of how it feels. It might just be allergies. I was outside a bunch this week. I got you. Well, not to open the show with sad news, but yeah, man, it was nice to have a little bit of a week off. I was thinking about it last week, and we are coming up towards the show, and I was like, man, I, I really wanted to do it, but like, you know, we have a newborn in the house, and just everything's a little bit crazy right now, and my brain was just so fried, and, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, I don't even remember the last time that we took a week off from doing the show. I don't think that we've had a week off since like, spring training originally in March, right? Yeah, before that, between the two seasons, we had quite a few weeks. Yeah. I think we only did like maybe 10 episodes in the off season. But Yeah, but I mean, that's a little more um, expected. Yeah, for sure. We, we've we been cranking out episodes quite a lot. We could probably do the math if we looked at episode numbers, but I don't really care. Yeah. I, I'm amazed that you do this at all with a newborn. Like, I don't know how that's, that's, that's a lot. I just try to keep up with as much as possible. Which is that part's a little easier than than you'd think. I have time to watch a lot of sport, and I enjoy that. So it's you know, in that respect, it's easy to keep up. And then it's just browsing the news throughout the day. And I, I don't, you know, I try to sh- share things to our Slack and just try to keep up in that way to keep us kind of on track. And every now and then, it just feels like the coffers get a little bit empty, and you got to just replenish with stories and things to talk about we're coming upon the trade deadline we're halfway through the season and oh my gosh it's the trade deadline the 31st so it's like five days away oh my god (laughs) no it's a little more than that but yeah it's coming up quick man i like this i so i kind of like this format of just fucking getting it done in 60 games it's certainly interesting i i don't know if i'm too busy or if i like care less, but something about this. I've definitely not watched nearly as many games as I said I would. I was jazzed that baseball started and life has chosen another path for me this year. Yes. I completely understand that. Uh, remember my, my pack to watch every Red Sox game and how that was going to be easy. Ask me how many I've watched. Ask me. How many games have you watched? Three. <laughs> and and guess what? Of their wins. Well, so I was going to tell you, and that accounts for one third of their wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough to tough to uh get into but we'll get into that here in a little bit because i'm I've, i want to run down a few things for you that are just very interesting to me but yeah it's uh, but i have watched a lot more just like random games like i've dipped in on the padres a ton because that team is incredible at baseball they at least are hitting the ball right like motherfuckers <laughs> right it's like we've been wondering what they're building there for a long time because it has taken quite some time to build right but i mean they hit like four grand slams within four games or something like that that's absurd so answer me this if you take fernando tatis out of that situation are the padres worth watching um they're less worth watching i know that (laughs) 
I think uh, if you take away Fernando Tatis and probably Denelson Lamette, then there's Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer has largely been on the IL. Has he really? Season. He's he's played like ten games, maybe. So I happen but to he's have been seen... crushing the ball when he's been playing. He's been on my team the whole time. I was gonna say. So I happen to have seen majority of his games if he's only played ten games. Then somehow or another. Yeah, he's he has been really good, um, but he has only had like I, I want to say like maybe thirty at bats. Okay, interesting. So a little bit more smaller sample size than I would have thought on the year, but they're still fun to watch, man. I love just a a humming offense and just. I don't know if it's just that people around here in the Dallas area got so worked up that they just trounced the Rangers after that whole stupid story about Fernando Tatis not celebrating a grand like or no, or, it wasn't no, even I'm a sorry, celebration. Not a celebration. He swung at a three and zero pitch. That's funny. <laughs> they were pissed. That's fucking funny. I don't care who you are. That's fucking funny. I I think play the fucking game and right. play it hard. And who gives a shit what the count is? Like you're playing to win in a short season. I don't give a shit that the manager of the Rangers is upset. He can eat eggs. Absolutely nobody was upset by that. Nobody. <laughs> the media seemed to be very bent out of shape about it, but nobody else seemed to be. Like, every single person I talked to was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> well, the Rangers suck, so that's one. Like, yeah. of course, everyone's like, I don't care. We suck. If they were good, they might be a little bit heated about it. But and like- if it was a close game, they might be heated about it. It wasn't a close game. The Rangers aren't any good. And the guys, he didn't pimp the home run. He didn't Not at all. flip his bat like that, that crazily. And I would like to add that this is the same Rangers team just like a year or so ago where they did something very similar to, to purposely break up a no-hitter or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. Where they There was a no-hitter going against them or something like that, and they swung, or somebody swung on a a pitch to them. I don't remember the exact situation. I feel like it involved Lance Lynn or something like that, but I, I could be wrong on that. But I do remember them bitching about this exact kind of unwritten rule bullshit, and it it's never valid. Unwritten rules don't exist. That's not a thing. And that was that's not an unwritten rule. It's not swinging at a three and zero pitch is also it's not written, and it's also not not written. It's also not also. Right. It's also not unwritten. Correct. That's stupid. Is what it is. It's dumb. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous that I had to do those mental gymnastics just to get it out of my mouth. Yeah, and then you had to walk me through it, which is equally as frustrating. I know. So I, I, I'm right there with you. It's an absolute absurd situation. I mean, where do you fall on that? I mean, unwritten rules, unwritten rules are bullshit, right? So <laughs> I, there's some cases where I think like it's just kind of shitty to do what is like against an unwritten rule. Like I don't like it when someone's going to try and bunt hit for the, like the first hit of a no hitter. Like, come on, you, you can do it. I, I get it. I'm not going to like throw at your head if you do it, but I'm going to be like, you're kind of a piece of shit for doing that. Okay. I got you. That's, so then, that's what's the other side of that. Like, there's no, there's no good explanation for that other than I don't really like it because it, I mean, it's a legitimate hit. And if you bunt on a guy and you're safe at first, like good for you. Um, I don't know if you're not going to bunt already doing it because of you're doing it because of the no hitter. That's usually why they're doing it. And I think that that intent is a little shitty. Like I'm going to fuck this up for this guy. Yeah. I think that's exactly what the Rangers did. It was something just very akin to that uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. If you're the player, if you're the player doing that, you're, you're, you're saying to yourself, I've been struggling against this guy all night. I just want a base hit. Yeah. Sure. I want to get on for my team. Sure. 
I mean, are you talking about in the case of Fernando Tassi Jr. in the three and zero count? No, in the bunt to oh, break okay. up a no hitter. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not thinking maliciously. It just looks malicious, and I it, I don't know. So so I'm with you, but it's like, but then you start to run into the things like. I mean, we've watched this Joe Kelly thing play itself out all year long so far, which has been incredible to watch MLB try to deal with one of their own really, really dissenting on how things are being handled, which I, I absolutely am all about here. But we see things like that. And it's like, you know what? Like, it's an unwritten rule that he's getting even for those assholes, the Astros, for cheating which I don't have as much of a problem with that. But as a general rule, like that's still not a good excuse to throw a hundred mile fastball. At someone's fucking head. No, it's not. That's it, just dangerous. It really is. Like, I love it just because the Astros are getting punished in a different way than they would have all like already been punished in a different way. But like, it still doesn't matter. Like it's still dangerous. That's the whole point. Do you think they will be punished next season too, in the same way? No. Like with fans back in the stands. So, yeah, so I, yes, I do, because I think there are too many people like you and I that are oh, going to, that are going to make it our business. Fuck. Is everything all right? Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell the listeners what's going on. Okay. Yeah. What's your narrate? What's Sorry happening? for the interruption. So my backyard is right there. Behind you. Um, I, I just mowed it. it. It has been raining like fucking crazy here in Atlanta. Okay. Um, it hasn't rained in probably a day or two. But I hadn't mowed the back lawn in like four weeks because it was so, so wet. Mm-hmm. So I did it today. It was a fucking mud pit. Like the the um, mower sank down into the ground and it like it ended up like taking the top of the grass off at some <laughs> points. Oh, like no. that's how far down it sunk. And just in the corner of my eye, I saw a black flash in the backyard just now. Mm-hmm. And that was my dog running through the mud pit. That is my backyard. And that... Um, means that my pregnant wife gets to wash the dog's feet off. Oh, wonderful. Um, I would like to say that I can vouch for the black flash because I saw it in the screen behind you. Yeah, uh, I was immediately like, that's either a deer, which we just saw like a ton of in the front yard, like no shit, not more than 15 minutes ago. Okay. Or it's my or it's my dog. Yeah, I, saw- I look back and I see my dog doing darty little back and forths in this, in this mud pit where like if you touch it, <laughs> It's just going to slide the grass off and you're oh, in muck. Oh, no. You know, like pure, like you could go mudding in a truck in the backyard. Like not um, your typical warning track type situation. And it, I mean, if you put your weight on it, you just yep, sink, sink it. And, and so the, the oh, dogs no. and she needs a haircut. So she's got like long hair now covered in mud. So what I said was, oh, shit. <laughs> Bro, stop down the entire show. <laughs> um. Also worth noting, it's just been a, sh- a shitty day. Ah, um, shit. When I was mowing, I got stung by a bee. I haven't been stung by a oh bee since god. I was like twelve. Oh my god! I don't actually. I got stung in the Achilles tendon a couple of weeks ago by a wasp. Ooh, wasp so, stings hurt more. I think I don't know. I mean, it didn't feel great no matter what happened. But I mean, I put aloe vera on it immediately. It was fine. But like, it didn't feel great to be stung in the Achilles. Mine was very close to the Achilles. It's like mm. c- center mass on the. Uh, Ankle area, yeah, near the Achilles. Yeah, feels like some some guys with stingers are after our Achilles tendons. Yeah, I mean, I looked. I actually fell down. I didn't know what happened. I thought maybe the lawnmower like did something and like threw a piece of metal yeah. or something off my leg. So I fell to the ground because I was like, "This this hurts." Yeah, and I looked down 
And there's just so you know the little pulsating stinger like pumping venom into my leg, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" Yep, almost the very similar thing, except I was trimming using the trimmer, and I thought something hit me. And I usually do it in jeans for that exact reason. Anyway, back to baseball. I'm glad. I'm sorry that uh, you got a mud pit in your backyard, pal. And I'm sorry the dog jumped into it. Uh, well, if I uh, if I get called away, then you're gonna have to take right. the reins for about ten minutes. Ah, nothing I haven't done before. I could handle it. So. I, back to the unwritten rule conversation to kind of round that out. I, I just I understand the the some of the sentiment behind it, but I mean we were talking about the Astros and whether they'll be punished. I don't think that they'll be punished as much by the players next year as they will the fans because there are too many people like you and I that will make it our business to be there. I, I hope there's more of us than I think there are. I think there are. There are a lot of angry people that are really pissed off at the Astros about this. It's not really seeming to show because the, the rest of the division, other than the A's, are, is kind of shitty. So it you know, kind of makes it <laughs> and easier. It, yeah. But, you know. For sure. And speaking of the division being generally shitty, that's why the Padres have been good. It was like they went and played the angels or like the diamondbacks or something and then came to texas and like beat our dicks in and of course they crushed the ball absolutely murdered them i mean that doesn't not play a part i'll give you that but i mean even so it's still exciting to watch something actually maybe coming to fruition and it's awesome that it's something has the ability to kind of come out like that in a 60 game season where you're i mean you're already halfway done with this thing yeah, what are, I haven't looked at the standings in a hot minute. We should do this. Yeah, you're, we're going to talk about all the teams. We can go, kind of go okay. down the list if you want to here, uh, if you want to pull them up. But, I mean, what jumps out at you the most? I mean, there's some really obvious ones. Like, the Dodgers are really fucking good. Uh, the, the Phillies are really bad. That's kind of surprising to me. They don't look good at all. They don't look good. Um, who did they lose? They haven't really lost anybody specifically. I just think that team's kind of a mess. <laughs> like, I don't really think that there's any, you know, any... I didn't know they were in last. Miami's ahead of them. Yeah, well, they've only... Miami's played, like, an ungodly low amount of games, though, right? That's right. They are in second place. They've played 22 games. They're 11 and 11. <laughs> so they're they're 500. They've played 22 games. Atlanta is ahead of them. They've played 28 games. So six okay. more games um, and, yeah, they okay. they will definitely continue to fall. Yeah. Okay. So I mean that'll and the the more that time goes on and like I mean <laughs> it seems like to me just in general some of the covid stuff has gotten more under control I guess question mark exclamation point I don't know. Maybe. Um I'm not really sure about that but it seems like it it kind of started to go ferociously in baseball and then that story just sort of died. And yeah. Now it's sort of just like, oh, everything seems fine. Because it is controlled by the league and the league has its own interests first, mm. I kind of question why we're not hearing anything about it. Like, mm -hmm. is it actually not a thing? Or, no. you know, and, and this is where I start to question my own thought process because I get a little conspiracy theory in my head. And I'm like, you need to stop, Sam. Just stop mm. thinking that way. But there's a lot of guys on the IL. Yeah. There's a lot of day-to-days and like, oh, well, we don't, you know, there's a, there's an illness, so he has a stomach bug. Eric Hosmer was that way. He had a stomach bug for like ten days. Mm. Qu question mark. Mm. Um, Convenient, right? So it's not like he's some sort well, of marquee player, though. I mean, 
It's not like he's, he's a like Bryce a Harper. Player. Strong B player. Yeah, but he's not like a face of, of the league type of player because whenever you get to B players, you, you're in no man's land. I guess so. <laughs> not for you and I, but, you know, for the, the average fan. I mean, people don't True. know who who he is as a general rule, I wouldn't think, right? That's true. If you ask anyone what team he plays on, I bet 90% of people don't know. I'd and be... Then, I'd, I'd even go as far as saying that I'm I'm about ninety percent sure sure that most people wouldn't even know that he played baseball. That's probably true. I think anybody who knows where that he plays baseball and where he plays, you take that subset. I'd say about ninety percent of them don't know where he played last. Yeah, that's probably accurate. <laughs> and won a ring, I might add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Interesting. So I don't really know where we are with that. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> I don't know. There's no answer. There's no answer. Well, right. So like, it is kind of hard to say, but it seems like teams are kind of pushing past this. Like it seemed like the Reds were about to have some sort of outbreak and that got put on hold, I guess. Again, question mark, explanation point. I don't, I don't know. Again, it's kind of hard to say what the real truth of some of this stuff is. And it just seems like almost like, you, I mean, you predicted this man, like the play itself is going to just overtake everything else. And that's what's happened it's, so far. It has. Um, but I mean, they put the subway series on hold because of COVID. Yeah. And that's got some COVID going on. So yeah. that's on hold. I think they've probably tightened up protocols. The players have probably started to take it a little more seriously. And I've, I've seen some of that go on. And then they might also just be like silencing people. And then you have Yadier Molina. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? He looked so small in that photograph of his family. He looked like a regular cancer patient compared to everybody else. He really did. And, you know, I feel like we've singled him out a good amount, but in good reason in a lot of cases on this show. But, I mean, to post a picture all like surrounded by a bunch of people and just say, fuck COVID is quite the, quite the, the statement. I I can't yeah who who gives a shit That's also that's very non-committal, like. right? I think it's yeah, exceptionally non-committal. He's like I want to play baseball, but I also don't care that this is not allowed. Hmm. Shocking. He's also a vet. He's a veteran. Like he might just be saying peace. It's true. I feel like I've been saying that about him for a long time though. He hasn't been good for a while. Defensively always good. Yeah. He's a good catcher. I mean, that's not like to 37. He's got to be, right? Is it like what how, didn't wasn't like uh, maybe a year or two ago, like the first time he had missed like a bunch of games that he'd been like relatively always super, super healthy. Yeah, he is 38. OK, um, and he has played a lot of games. Let's see what baseball reference says. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to look at since we have stats around here. Last year, he played 113 games, 2018, 123. I'm just going down the list. Yeah. yeah. 136, 147, 136, 110, 136, 138, wow, so, 139, okay. 136, 140, 124, 111, 129, 114. That's incredibly durable. So, yeah. He's that's doing incredible. pretty good. Okay. I was thinking that was I, – I, I must have been mistaken. But that's that's an impressive thing to be 38 and still cooking like that. That's a lot of games for a catcher. Too, it is. I will say. No degenerative hips in that family, that's for sure. Strong knees, strong knees, strong, strong birthing hips. You know, it's all very good. <laughs> it's all very good. But yeah. So in terms in terms of the standings, this is actually with the exception of probably the West, 
AL West, this is right where I would expect us to be. So AL, AL East is led by the Yankees. AL Central is Minnesota. AL West is uh, Oakland. Uh, moving to NL at the top is Atlanta. Central is Cubs. And West is Dodgers. Like those are the teams you expect to be at the top. Largely. Correct. Correct. Oakland's never out of the question. I did expect Houston to be quite a bit better. So what would you say? So, okay. In terms of like what you've been here. So uh, things I've heard around the league, as far as just excitement and buzz and everything, I expected the White Sox to almost be a little bit better than they are. They should definitely be better. But um, they're in third in the central. So, and they have a very good record. They're 17 and 12. It's pretty good. So Cleveland somehow is better than them, and Minnesota obviously um, should should be leading the division at nineteen and ten. But the White Sox are like they they were not a winning team for the past what four or five years, like ten years. <laughs> I, I don't know the last time they made the playoffs. I don't really remember honestly. It's been a long time. Yeah, but they've got a strong rotation. Jose Abreu's. Uh, been hitting the shit out of the ball. I think he had four at bats in a row with home runs this yes, week. Something last like week. Yeah, very good. I think the Angels have shown up to be the Angels as usual, nine and twenty. There's bad as <laughs> my Red Sox. I mean, what the hell? How? Well, let's take a look. See, don't blame the fires. This is bullshit. Their run differential is <laughs> minus thirty-one. The fires. Oh no, we're not getting into the. Fire situation. Okay, so we have... Let's do a little bit of sorting of data here. Anthony Rendon has the highest batting average on the team at 319. It's, it's respectable, but that's the highest on the team. Highest on the team. What's the highest in the league besides Charlie Blackman? Well, you'll have to look that up because I have another page up. And then... You have Mike Trout in third place on that at 270. So, I mean, I'm not worried about Mike Trout. Don't get me wrong. But even so, it's a rough start. That's for sure. Yeah. But 319, that's good all the time. Agreed. But that's your best bat on the team that's not named Mike Trout. I mean, the rest of it is pretty downhill from there. I mean, Justin Upton's playing left field for God's sakes. He's been playing there for like five years. Dude, I didn't know he was still in the league. I'll be honest with you. And I feel like I say that every year about him. Fair. It, it's, he's on the older side. He's probably 33. But I mean, 30. you're probably so, something like that. But you're going to start trying to shop pieces as much as you can. Like Dylan Bundy's their best pitcher, which is absurd to say, 27 years old. He's with good. A, he is good, but he's never been that consistent. No, he's had a shitty team. You also know why I don't like him. He pitches to contact a lot. Uh, not this season. Not as much this season? He's on my team. He's been uh, striking bitches out. Oh, yeah, he lot. struck out 44 on the year. That's not bad, actually. I, I, before, he's always pitched to contact. So that's, that's very interesting. But, yes, I mean, they've got to consider... Very good this year. They've got to consider shopping some pieces like that, though, right? Like, you've got you to continue to uh, build. Here. They're going to hang on to him, for sure. He K'd... Uh, in all his starts, seven, eight, ten, and ten in the first four starts. But you're going to try to get something valuable for that. Like, this is a lost season already. Yeah, that's fair. So I just looked up batting average stats. Anthony Rendon is 12th in the league with 319. Okay, who's leading? DJ LeMahieu at 411. <laughs> Charlie Blackman at <laughs> 403. 
<laughs> how did the Rockies just piss away DJ LeMayhew? And how did the Yankees misuse him so much? What's the problem here? Dude, the Yankees are falling apart at every turn. They have so many people on the injured list. It's ridiculous. Do they? Yes, a lot. Say more. I don't know anything about that. Let's take a look. I'm going to pull it up officially so we can take a look-see here. Yeah, I'm curious. Who has the highest OPS so far? Oh, MLB. That would be Bryce Harper with the highest OPS at... uh, How do we say OPS in four digits? 1119. I usually just go like 1.302 or whatever it is, but 1.119. Pretty good. It's real good. Yeah, you've got DJ LeMayhew, Giancarlo Stanton, and Aaron Judge all in the DL. Oh, no. I didn't know all three of them were on there. That's trouble. How many of them actually have COVID? Uh, They don't know the corner. It's got to be all of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Zach, uh, Zach Britton's on the DL. They're closer, right. same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean they're they're struggling from injuries just about as much as everybody else is. Bunch of savages, is what I hear. <laughs> they struggled from injuries a lot last year and still did pretty well. That's true. Um, all right, so we'll stay in that division for a second. I want to play a little game here with you. Uh, it, it's called "How Bad Are the Red Sox?" They're oh. really fucking bad. I'll tell you that. Um, are they worse than the Rangers? Yes, and I'll tell you oh, why. Okay. I'm si- so, what did I say about this team going into the season? Uh, you spoke many words about the Red Sox going into this season, so you'll have to be more specific, I believe. Okay. For listeners, not for me. Yep, that's fine. Um, what was my sentiment about how I thought they would do? I was hopeful, I would say, but... I think you said poop. Mostly poop. They're going to be bad. This is a lost season. They punted on the season when they tra- traded Mookie Betts. That's a fact. Right. So, I thought it would be bad. I didn't think it was possible for it to be quite this bad. They've won a couple games in the last few days. It's made it feel a little bit better. But okay. I, so, like, I haven't really gotten that worked up about it because, like, it, it is what it is. You know, like, it, don't once say again, that. That phrase is gone forever. What? It is what it is? Yeah. Why is that gone forever? I don't want to say. Is that, is it really gone? Do I need to stop using this? That's a new tr- That's the newest Trumpism, don't you know? Oh, I did not realize that. I don't mm, follow. Yeah, you've been in the baby hole. Well, that and yeah, don't say that again. All right, so <laughs> I I can't really bring myself to get that worked up though. Just like my expectation was super low to begin with, but I oh, figured man, like they're bad. They're so bad, and don't look at any numbers because I want to I want to quiz you oh, on a few things. Okay, I just I forgot them already. My brain's fried. No, it's okay. Um, so we're sitting there the other night and I'm just browsing Twitter and they lost a game and, and Johnny Miller, he's a, he's a Red Sox beat writer tweeted, uh, like a little like quotation of like a, a question that he had asked Ron Renicky, the manager. And he asked him, he said, um, you know, Ron, do you have any ideas of how we can, you know, you guys can start getting things turned around this season? Pretty basic mm. question. And his response was. Uh, I don't really know. Do you have any ideas? <laughs> and like, I, you know, of what? course, my first inclination was to laugh, you know, because like, what an answer. Like, love the honesty. Love the honesty. But my God, that is just not what you're looking for. You fired Alex Cora for this guy who clearly doesn't know what the fuck's going on. 
Oh my god! And I mean, he knows, he understands. He's a lame duck manager. He's a one year bridge till they find somebody else. Like all that stuff. Like he. Is that true? Know, absolutely. He's a one year contract. One year contract. Oh boy. And so it, it's a. <laughs> if that's his game, sorry. If that's his game to be a one year guy to bridge the gap between real management. This is great. You think he'd try a little bit harder than yes. just like reaching out for to the media for? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? You, know, like, you can make something up that wouldn't look that incompetent. You don't have to say anything. You really don't. And and I love the honesty though, and I love that 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 approach. But it's just so frustrating. And so I I started to go look at numbers and how things look as a whole because I know what the eye test has looked like. I've watched three games, Sam. Like I I know. No, but I've watched a lot of I, I've kept I like I always say like I've watched like three full games, but like I watch quick pitch every morning. A lot of times I'll go and watch the condensed versions of the games and stuff like yeah. that to get at least get a good feel for what's happening. And once again, I just don't give a shit about this team. Like this team is not good. And I say all that to say I went to look at the numbers and my game is called How Bad Are the Red Sox? I'm going to give you some names of people that are on the roster just so you have a little bit of a reference, okay? okay. Um, so I'm just going to run it down. Mitch Moreland, Alex Verdugo, Kevin Pillar, Xander Bogarts, Christian Vasquez, Jackie Bradley Jr., Michael Chavis, J.D. Martinez, Rafael Devers. Those are the main people that have... And Jose Peraza, no no need to know who he is. But those <laughs> are the main people that have like played in general this season. Okay. Okay. The highest batting average on the team is 340. Do you want to take a guess of all those people who that could belong to? I think that's Mitch Moreland. That is Mitch Moreland. He's been crushing, I thought. He yeah. has. He has a 1237 OPS. But we're just going to try out different ways of saying that and we'll figure out what's right. 1237. Like that's a pretty good OPS on the season. And the next highest batting average is 298. You care to guess who that belongs to? Uh, not DJ or uh, JD. I'm going to guess Devers. Alex Verdugo. The main, Alex Verdugo's been pretty good. The main piece that they got in the Mookie Betts trade. 298, he's got an OPS of 914. Pretty good. He's not going to be a Mookie Betts, but he's good. No. Well, you know, most people don't trade away generational talent for no apparent reason whatsoever, <laughs> but we won't go into that. Um, third on the list, 278, he has an OPS of 793. Any guesses of who that could be? OPS 793... Um, is it uh, Chavis? It's Kevin Pillar. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. I know. No, you shouldn't just be kidding. <laughs> it's bad. Um, fast forwarding on down that list, Michael Chavis is number eight on that list. He's batting two thirty three with a six eighty seven OPS. JD Martinez ninth. He's batting two twenty eight. What happened to him? Did they figure him out, or did he get bad? Or is he just good for a moment? I think mode. I think that he has to be on a team that has promise. He's not on a team that has any promise. Mm, that's not a good answer. Usually guys that are really good are good no matter what. Oh. Mike Trout has been on a team with no promise and destroyed forever. A th thousand percent agreed. I'm saying more of like a, they need that energy of a team that's mostly there to kind of make them better. Like, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, it's not like J.D. Martinez is going to be a Hall of Famer. But he, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but yes, you're right. Not. He won't be. Yeah. But that's because of the attitude, apparently. Sure. But I never really thought that he was that player, even when he played for Detroit or 
with Arizona. Like he, he's right. He's always been a, a situational guy and you need guys like that. I'm fine with that, but him and Nick Castellanos are interchangeable to me. Absolutely agreed. Rafael Devers is number 10th on that list, hitting 222 with a 674 OPS. They're fucking this up. That's Isn't that way better than the Rangers offense and somehow the Red Sox have still lost more games? Um, I don't know, but we'll compare here in a moment because I think they're both okay. worth talking about. Um, I want to go to pitching really quick because this is an unbelievable situation too. I'm sure that's where it gets really bad. Oh, it is because we're talking about trading pieces and everything like that. We're a few days away from the trade deadline. Of their starting pitchers, would you like to take a guess of who their most valuable starting pitcher is as an asset? I'll give you the record um, in the rundown. He's got a 2-3 win record. He's got an ERA of 3-4-5, and he's pitched 31 innings. He's given up 12 earned runs and three home runs on 22 hits. Not Nathan Evaldi. Okay. Um, is it going to be... Oh, what the fuck is his name? Nope, I'm sorry. You're going to have to give it to me. Martin Perez. No, oh, that was the fucking guy. I'm what a furious. How, how much have I bitched about him all season long? Only 22 hits for a guy who pitches the contact. He's actually <laughs> not doing well at that at all. Yeah, I guess. He's walked 15. <laughs> <laughs> so his whip is comprised almost half of walks. Pretty much, yeah. It's a 1.18 to 1. It's Someone ridiculous. told him to stop throwing the ball at their bats. Yeah. Um, they traded out Brandon Workman, Heath Emery, but they need to get rid of fucking like Matt Barnes, Nathan Eovaldi, Colton Brewer. They just need to get rid of everybody they fucking can. They really do. So I, I really liked the trade. Um, I think it was Workman for Pavetta to the Phillies. Yeah. Nick Pavetta, uh, he entered the league two or three years ago, and he had a couple of really good starts. Like he, he has high potential, but he's been dog shit. For a while now, so he's going to be terrible in Boston, is what you're saying? Because that's typically well, how those I mean, things work out. I think the hope is that you get the right pitching coach with the right pitcher, and you unlock some of that talent. He's not going to be like, you know, a Garrett Cole, like the Astros unlocking Garrett Cole. But Pavetta has a lot of potential. He's got good mechanics; it could work out pretty well. Well, let me tell you about the the manager that's making decisions of hiring pitching coaches right now because he's asking the media what he should be doing to get the team back on track. So I don't have a whole lot of hope in the beginning of that. I'm hoping that that could be the case. Maybe you get a new manager in there, all new pitching, you know, staff, everything like that. But it's not great, man. It's not a great start. So, I mean, it's it's comically bad. It's it's like not even worth being mad about because it's just comically bad. Let's take a look at the Rangers. Do you want to run that down? Yeah, I'm pulling up the Rangers stuff right now. Cool. Um, I last I looked, they were uh, the pitching was pretty good, and the offense was the Achilles heel. Like they're just total poop. Mm. The pitching hasn't been bad. I've watched a couple of Lance Lynn starts. Really, Lance good. Lynn has been really good. I think he's K'd like ten in at least three starts. Mm. Uh, Mike Miner's injured. Uh, Jordan Lyles has been fine. Kyle Gibson fine. Or maybe Lyles has been lit up. I forgot. Yeah, well, okay. him and Kyle Gibson have a one and two and one and three record. So I mean, yeah, it looks like Jordan Lyles has had a little bit harder of a time with the nine two five ERA, but not not horrendous after that. The drop off is pretty steep there. But I mean, Lance Lynn's got a one thirty seven ERA. He's been so consistently good. I need to understand how they set up these stats. I look at qualified players for hitting, yep. and only four players show up. So that tells me that 
there's been so few players that have played enough to be qualified. Well, I can tell you this. I always love when I look at the um, the IMD or the, the IMDb page, the baseball reference page, uh-huh. and I see a player with another uniform on over here. <laughs> and that's that Derek that's Dietrich Derek guy. Dietrich. Dietrich yeah. is good. Yeah, but I, that's how, You've how you always know. Why don't you do it then? I've got the MLB stats in there. Poop. Okay, so highest batting average on the team. Okay, you might be right. They might be way worse. Um, it's 261 with a 733 OPS. That's Nick Solak. Yeah, he, we got him in a trade yeah. for somebody at some point. He's supposed to be good eventually, and he hasn't played that much. Perspectively, all the way down to the Mendoza line, you have Todd oh, Frazier, yeah. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Shin Suchu, and then Joey Gallo hitting exactly 200, but has an OPS of 811. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So the MLB website only shows players that have 3.1 plate appearances per team game played. Wait, so 3.1 plate appearances per, per team game. game played. Okay, interesting. So only four players qualify on the whole fucking team. Okay, that's ridiculous. Just go to the- so they must just be like subbing in whoever. Yeah, but I mean, most of these guys like, okay, so let's look at plate appearances then. So there's not one person. I'm, I'm looking at just like team batting on baseball reference. They definitely have some of that going on, but the lowest amount of plate appearances is Willie Calhoun who got hurt like more than 10 days ago. He's on the 10 day IL, but I swear it's been longer than that. Uh, yeah. But he's got 63 plate appearances. I mean, you've got guys with Nick Solak's got 105. Joey Gallo's got 108. Isaiah Kiner-Faleva's got 95. Todd Frazier, 97. For, yeah. I mean, for game played, it doesn't. Yeah. That's how it gets us in trouble. But the guys that are sort of the bread and butter of this lineup, you got Rugnet Odor. He's second baseman. He's hitting 143. Elvis Andrews, usually like around a 280, 300 hitter. Actually been really good the past two seasons, hitting 184. Shinsu Chu, your like uh, table setting guy, hitting two eleven. Um, that is <laughs> really bad. Do you think that you could um, you should start a campaign to demand that horse back from Rugnet Odor? He has not earned that horse that he got in that contract. I, I agree. I bet he turned it into meat already. <laughs> we need to make a, a no. We don't need to make a shirt of that. Actually, that'd be not great. <laughs> Let's stop. What is so? What do you know about Derek Dietrich? Der, uh, he started on um, his career in the Marlins organization pre what's his face. He was with uh, JT Real Muto and uh, Jose Fernandez, Giancarlo Stanton. Like when that team was sort of rich with young talent, but totally garbage. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the Reds for a while. I think last year he had, I want to say he had a bunch of home runs, maybe like 20 or so. He also uh, famously last year, um, when the bee, there was like a bee situation, like honeybees invaded the stadium. He got into a bee suit and like helped the crew or something like that. <laughs> I remember we talked about that on the show, but I don't remember that being a thing. He's also got like a wicked mustache at one point last year and like just ripped, totally ripped, just a wiry ripped guy. Yeah, he hit 19 home runs, but had 43 RBIs. That's not that too bad. sucks. I mean, uh, yeah, it's not great. That's that says more about the Reds than it does him. But he, he has a lot of upside. Yeah. Okay. What'd they trade away for him? I don't know how we got him. It I was really a, don't. it had to have been a trade, right? Um yeah. Let's see. No, not necessarily. 
because he was only there for one year. Maybe he was a free agent signing. No, he couldn't have been. I don't think it was free agent. Anyway, pretty wild though. Like he has quite the reputation. The gold chain is quite the, quite the mark. Good for him. Yeah, he's earned it. Little personality. He spent six years with that miserable Miami team. Six years. What a waste. That sucks. What an absolute Uh, waste. Now he's with a different miserable, terrible team. What is that though? I mean, like you've got the whole team's underperforming. I mean, what what is that? Is that they shouldn't be that bad. Is that manager to you or what? I think it's, well, Elvis Andrews has been around a while. Yep. You lost Beltre. He like lost his, his better half. It's like losing a partner. Um, and like, he hasn't been the same since Beltre left. Um, Rugnet Odor has been terrible overhyped. I think he hit 22 home runs one year and we're like, let's give him a hundred million dollars in a horse. And we <laughs> did, and he's garbage since then. Joey Gallo has been good. I think he's probably hit a bunch of home runs. Hundred million dollars. Um, at seven home runs, so he's just like traditional. We don't care that he's hitting two hundred. His OPS is eight eleven, so that's fine. Okay. Um, Shinsu Chu underperforming. Like he's an old guy. He's on a very long contract, and just like he's not legging out any you know ground balls anymore. You know what I mean? Do you think th- I do? Do you think that? the sentiment that everyone just sort of gave up on Joey Gallo ever being able to have plate discipline. Do you think that's hurt him? I think that's unleashed him. You from you do. trying to do something that's unnatural. Interesting. I mean, I guess at that point you can't really fight it anymore, right? I mean, didn't he hit like 40 home runs last year? <laughs> yeah, but he hit like 200. I mean, I guess that doesn't I really know. matter. I mean, <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Like if if you got the guys on and he's hitting home runs, like that's your job. He's doing his job for sure. But like, what is his like? What's his WAR? I wonder at this point. Uh, let's let's got find it. that out. I bet it's. I'm gonna say seven. No. Are we talking five, career? Or are we talking career? Career. Okay. I'm gonna go five point two. Higher. No way. Seven point five. Nine point one. That's pretty good. That's not terrible, I guess. Eh. He hasn't been around that long. He hasn't. That's a good point. He's had 1,413 at-bats. So that's four seasons, yeah. five seasons? Yeah. 2015 to 2020. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. He had 40, 41 home runs in 2017, 40 home runs in 2018, 22 last year. So okay. we don't care that he's hitting 200 right now. I love looking at an OPS plus of negative three from 2016, but obviously he only played in like 17 games. It's just like <laughs> late September. I mean, college. if you have Shinsu Chu hitting and getting on base like he should at a at a good clip, and Elvis Andrews is getting on base, the Rangers are winning more games because Joey Gallo is going to bring him home. So, but a, a a team like, but I guess what the root of my question is: is this a const- a roster construction problem or is this a performance problem? This is a performance problem. Okay. And Chris Woodward's probably not your guy to fix that, right? Probably not the guy to fix it. So uh, caveat with uh, construction, like Rugnet Odor doesn't, he's not that good. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't belong there. Yeah. Um, and we over-indexed our free agency pool on pitching, which is great because that's kind of what we needed. And we're in no longer a hitter's park, I guess, but... Uh, you can't win games if you don't score runs. So now we're kind of like 
under-indexed on that, which is a strange place to be for a Texas team who just loves home runs. It seems like they're always kind of one way or the other on that. That always seems to be like John Daniels has never really found that kind of balance exactly. And they're not spending the money to do the right things. So I heard that actually someone brought that to my attention today. And I'm glad you brought that up because I've been told that the owners are largely non-existent around here, except, you know, whenever they need fans to pay for a new ballpark and they kind of wonder why. And I think that's probably akin to not really be willing to spend money on this thing and not really willing to put any effort into actually building a contender. I think that's pretty valid if you look at it from an outsider's perspective. That sucks. It does. I mean, if you're just going to be stuck in purgatory for 15 seasons until something gives, like, or you accidentally do good. Yeah, it's not great. That's unfortunate. We had our chance in 2010 and 2011, and we fucking blew it. But you can't hold on to that for 10 years later. Like, it's, I mean, there's got to be what do you some. Mean? Yes, I can. I, I Don't tell me what I can't do. I no, can I, I'm saying, like, I want more for you than that. <laughs> like, like, it's ridiculous that you have, like, that's what you have to look back on. Like, it's, it's. It, it seems like they should have been past that kind of stage of being able to rebuild this thing a couple times over by now, and they just haven't been yeah. able to do it. And part of the reason is because they don't really know when to let go. Yeah, I agree. And, and that, John Daniels seems hamstrung. Yeah, it's that's got to be it. I, I don't really know what else it could be because it, like he's not someone that's afraid to make moves. He never has been. No, he would be good if he had the budget to do it. Like if he went to, what's a good team? What if like the Padres needed someone to go be that person he'd be great over there their gm is a is an underling of his really yeah aj preller was one of his yeah aj preller was one of his like you know (sighs) understudies go figure right but i also think but i mean i also think don't you think that you could be the perfect gm in the world if you had all the money in the world to spend so i mean there is that aspect of it too but yeah and if you're in a market and your job is to just like maintain a team with the budget you're given that's a tough job, but he's doing pretty pretty good at that, I guess. He's doing better than that, but not good enough either. It's a weird, weird spot. Um, yeah. Speaking of better than that, but not good enough either, I have a gripe. Oh, great! I love gripes. How do you? Can I ask before uh, we get into this? How do you classify a gripe in the re- in the spectrum of bad things going on? Uh, very low on the on the totem pole as far as major things happening, but uh, you know. Something that sticks in my craw no matter what happens here. Exactly. Uh, these are these are trivial complaints that annoy usually just me. Yeah, well, this annoys me big time here. And this one is and typically I'd go piece of shit corner here, but it's not a nice thing to do. I'm I'm doing this late in the episode for a reason. Uh, because I w- I want to test a little bit of listener loyalty here because I'm pissed off at the listeners right now. Ooh. Pissed off at them. I had about 15, well, let's see. I had 12 bullshit responses to the finding the cutout thing out in the outfield in, uh, or the first baseline in Oakland for my cutout. 12 bullshit ones? Like they're messing with you? Yeah, sending me the Bernie and, you know, all that shit that we saw. We talked about it already. I mean, you kind of opened yourself up to this. No, I don't mind that. I don't care about that. that that's fine. Oh. But I thought that was the gripe. That's not the gripe. The gripe is that now they've stopped and I haven't gotten the submission yet and I expect better of our fans than that. Ah, I see. It's a performance issue, not a construction issue. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what led me to think about this. 
It's absolutely a performance issue. So get on it. Get on it. I'll start giving out a, a hint next week if you don't find it. What, I mean, it's entirely possible it's that the shot doesn't exist, right? I know exactly where it is. It's in, the, it's in line of a TV angle. It's there. Have you seen it? Maybe. No. Maybe. No, I haven't had a chance to watch as much Oakland games, but I know it's in line of that of that view, though. Yeah, I think if I had um, actually gotten a doppelranger, then people wouldn't potentially have found it by now because you're probably watching Rangers games. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, at least there's a new stadium that you're trying to look at whenever you're you're watching those things. It's true. So, but we'll I'm get after it, people. I know I'm pissed off at them because they're better than this. They always are. They're always hot on the trail with this stuff. So I'm, I just I expect a little bit better. We give them lots of free content. You know, help me out here. Help me out. Seriously. And you know what? I'll tell you what. I'll even throw in the cardboard cutout if you win it. If you tell me where it is. Retrieval of said cutout might prove difficult and costly. Correct. Which may or may not happen. But that is not part of their, their worry. That's my worry. Right. <laughs> I think what you just said is... If it is found, I will go get it. Correct. Or if I feel like going to get it, you it'll be yours. But that's just whether I go get it or not are two different things. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe an impromptu overnight trip to Oakland. We'll see. I feel like you should be gaslighting them into believing that they're going to get it for sure if they find it. I think that there's more than a little bit chance that I'm going to be tired of being cooped up and would absolutely maybe positively do something. Not at all go to Oakland. You know me better than that. <laughs> Don't put these things past me. I'll do it's it. True. Pure spite. So yeah, get on it, guys. I, I I love the parody pictures. Keep those coming too. But you know, I don't open myself up for this. Come on. I don't give a shit. Come on. Send me more parody pictures too. Send them. Fine. All right. Um, What other big stories happened while we were gone? I'm trying to think. Was there, so we don't know what the COVID numbers are because those are just, you know, they fly to space. I saw that Hunter Pence got designated for assignment. That's sad. That is sad. He was a good ranger. Shouldn't have gone back to the Giants though. Could have told him that. I know. I'm really surprised the Rangers didn't have him back on a cheap contract. Uh, I, yeah, I am surprised at that too. I think maybe he wanted to be back there. Oh, that's a shame because he's from here, you know, from, from the Dallas area. So I'm surprised by that. Have you noticed, though, like we were talking about, uh, I think we were talking about fantasy a little bit before we came on the air, but like there's just been so many just things like that where it's like these old guys, get them out of here. Let's just give these young guys some playing time. Love seeing that. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I've definitely, like the Braves promoted uh, Christian Potch. You know, like you're starting to see like a lot of these guys that are like high level prospects that guys really, that teams really value for the future. And I mean, it's a great time to be be looking at that kind of talent on this level. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see something come out of that. As far as predictions go for the season, I mean, do you think the Dodgers finally get over this hump? They could. I mean, they're playing more AL teams this year than they would have normally. So it's going to be a better, the regular season will be a better representation of how they would perform in the postseason or in a world series. So I, I think so. Okay. But they've done this so many years in a row. The two LA teams are so like predictably overhyped. I, I agree. You're really less on the Angels bandwagon than than the Dodgers, though, right? Better. Do I, I thought I, I thought the Angels would be better for sure. We um, always think the Angels would be better. This is what they do. 
And I, I would say I'm less on the Dodgers bandwagon because their division has just sucked so bad. And it's like, yeah, of course they won like 98 games. They played the fucking Diamondbacks 19 times. That's very true. And I mean, that that's very helpful, especially given the location and everything uh, as far as locale goes. Um, I love seeing Alex Bregman go on the injured list. I never root for a guy to actually get injured, but fuck that guy. Yep. I, I, Not I, good. I I was looking at the actual makeup of the the Astros roster and we cuz we went over it a few episodes ago just to talk a little bit about where they are. I mean, the rest of the team is starting to kind of heat up other than like Altuve and some of the other main guys that that are really taking a, a emotional beating here this season. <laughs> I mean, right. they're going to need therapists. They have an on-staff therapist now. Correct. They should. They definitely should. They use old man Baker whenever he's done with this lame duck year. Oh, poor guy. At least he doesn't have COVID. Dude, him having to go out and talk about why the Astros aren't good or aren't as good as they've been over the last few years is brutal to watch. I haven't seen any of that, but is it like a mental capacity sort of thing? No, not really. It's just, it's a guy that they never would have hired anyway, you know, like before the situation all went down and. I, I don't know. I just it, it just reeks of the same kind of thing that I'm looking at, but way less comical. Oh, which wolf. sucks. Because at least at least my, my team is bad, and they're probably being strategically bad, and that they're <laughs> you, you know like they don't have any hope whatsoever. The Astros are not a bad baseball team, but they are just being bad. I think maybe karma's got to them, or they're just maybe they're playing worse, so people forget. That would be something. Talk. That would be something. I think you'd, you'd, it'd be a tough time getting convincing Bregman, Granky, and Altuve to do that, though. I mean, Granky threw a forty-two mile an hour curveball yesterday at somebody. Not at somebody, but 50, like 54, fifty-four. But it was pretty, my bad. It's an you a Ufus Ufus pitch. Ufus is that what it's called? It's just a th- you threw the ball. You didn't pitch the ball. You tossed it more than anything else. Yeah, it was impressive. It was ridiculous looking. Oh, I love it. That's I don't know who I mean. the batter was, but he was just like, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he just held the bat. He was like, I mean, what do you do with that? <laughs> nice work. Yeah, other than absolutely smack it out of the park. I mean, what do you do with that? <laughs> uh, I don't like Gra- Zach Granke out there playing mind games with people. That doesn't feel right. But I like it. You're, you're a fan? I'm a fan. The pitcher's got to play some mind games. Yeah. We were just bitching like maybe three or four episodes ago about how we don't see enough of that. Yeah, you see guys get angry and like throw at each other instead of like trying to psych them out. It's just so silly. It's so silly. Uh, I want to close out on the Trevor Bauer thing with the the cleats, with the Joe Kelly cleats. What did you think about that? Yeah, I was really hoping he would go out there and play with them on because they looked awesome. It would have been very Trevor Bauer of him to do it, but he didn't. So I, I was hopeful, but it didn't happen. Well, the league said that they would suspend him immediately if he did it. So... I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, what what point Whatever. are you proving at that point other than getting yourself in trouble? Yeah, you're right. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I'm w- like I would have loved to have seen him wear them. They're fucking awesome, and I've seen a lot of great photoshops of what, the Joe Kelly with the lip out thing of like that being the the new cover of the show next year. That would be awesome with the lip out. <laughs> uh, oh man, you know all of that. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I think there's, I think that. This whole thing has exposed a lot of what we've talked about, but a lot of things we haven't talked about in this league. And 
it's going to be super fascinating to see how this CBA negotiation goes when we come up. I know we've always gone back to that on this show just because we feels, feels like we've been kind of kicking that can down the road for so long and waiting, but like it's almost here. And a lot of this shit is not making players happy either. Yeah, they're not going to have a lot of bargaining to do after this season, I don't think. I can't believe this season's even happening still, to be real honest with you. But, I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, when it comes right down to it, as far as money goes, I'm never really shocked by it. But, you know, we talk about following the money all the time. But I guess just in general, I just felt like they never had any intention of it actually happening. And then all of a sudden it just started happening. And it's kind of, I mean, it seems like it's been fun so far. I've enjoyed watching some baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, I haven't spent enough time on it, unfortunately. But it is good that it's back. It gives me something to look forward to. And I mean, you'll and, be excited about playoff baseball. Yeah, for sure. So Things will be Slower then, hopefully. I'm looking for, well, by the time we get to that point, I'm looking for some disruptors. I want some some teams that are going to make some waves in the playoffs that wouldn't necessarily make some waves. Yeah, like the Rockies, maybe. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. They've deserved it for a no, no, no. They didn't deserve it, but I, I've wanted them in for a while. Yeah. Nolan Arenado deserves the success. That's for sure. They've got good players. Their pitching's just poop. It's so bad. It just doesn't help that they play where they play either. No. So. All right, man. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Hopefully, Ben Baseball will be back next week with us to catch up. It's been a little bit since we've all been together, but he'll be back, I'm sure. Uh, We give our regards to him. We will be watching another week of baseball, so we'll be back. Make sure to follow us on social media at Sensibly Loud on Twitter and on Instagram, and make sure to follow us on Facebook at Sensibly Loud Media, and we will see you guys next week.